Hello my friends, welcome back to Meerkat Musings, welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast. I am your host, Darth Timone. I'm going to touch upon the subject of trust. I've actually written a little bit about this. It relates to something else I've written regarding flat earth theories and you could argue, I suppose, it delves into questions around authority, the, the nature of authority, why we trust certain things, why we distrust certain things, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a fairly fairly deep podcast, I guess, is one way to look at this. So the reason this all came about is because of something that I saw to do with the subject of Flat Earth and uh, a very brief, and I can't really call it a conversation, uh, a very brief couple of comments uh, with some responses, uh, and then I decided to to issue a more thorough response via my own site because the author of the original article uh, declined to post further comments for their own reasons, which they don't need to justify, but nonetheless, I've kind of felt it was important to for my own counterweight, shall we say. And I saw some other stuff they posted about uh, vaccinations as well, uh, and that led me to this wider idea on the subject of trust. And in trust of authority figures, science, faith in science, if there is such a thing to be called as faith in science, because those two terms don't usually go together, and stuff like that. One of the things which I saw this particular individual post was concerning uh, vaccines and how we kind of take it at face value that historically they've worked. We can't go back and actually physically see for ourselves the smallpox vaccine in action. We take it as read, quite literally, from textbooks and documents that the vaccine worked. We will have, of course, eyewitnesses who are still alive from that period who we will recall a before and after of the uh, smallpox vaccine. But we are, of course, taking them at face value and trusting them with their comments and their words. So if we were to go about all of our lives and every aspect of our lives on the grounds of only trusting what we have personally experienced, what we can personally see and feel and taste and touch and hear, then what? Then what? I can't personally see the individual cells, of course, make up my body. My eyes don't resolve that much, as do no human eyes. We take it from the words and study of scientists who have used tools that we are not trained to use, that these things make up our bodies. We take it as read that atoms exist and that they have certain properties. Again, we can't personally see that. It takes specialist equipment in order to peer at these things and study them in detail, which the average person does not have and does not have the training to use or to interpret. However, we do know, and this is kind of almost paraphrasing word for word what I've written here, we do know that there are certain principles, if they did not exist, 
would we exist? Would certain things function in the way that they, that they do? The principles of chemistry, for example, which uh, works on the lines of things like atoms and molecules being real and our you know, bodily cells and their processes being real. Chemistry has given us a lot. And if, if atoms are not real, uh, if molecules don't exist, and if all those chemical processes that take place in our bodies didn't happen, then all the medical developments of chemistry would cease to work. They would, they would cease to function straight away. There'd be no point in any of it. So I personally look at that as being a sign that, in fact, things like chemistry are perfectly valid. Even if I can't see it for myself, I know the effects of it. But you might argue, well, hang on, mate, you're still taking that as an element of faith, as an element of trust. Perhaps I am. However, just as blindly trusting absolutely everything can be a mistake, of course it can, distrusting everything can be a mistake as well. If you are only ever going to accept the evidence of your own senses, then what? Are you going to casually dismiss the thoughts and opinions and views of everyone else that you meet because they haven't shared your experiences after all? What progress can be made in the world from that? How would you propose, uh, as such a person, to tackle things like disease? What are you going to do when you get sick if you don't trust the people around you to, to perform medical tests and whatnot because you automatically reject authority figures? That's the question that I have to ask. As I said, blind trust, not a good thing. But there has to be an element of trust in, in the work and the progress made by the people before us. Why do we automatically assume it's incorrect any more than we assume it's correct? Unless we have a valid reason to place doubt on these things. Maybe we shouldn't be placing doubt on these things. If we have a theory which happens to correctly explain numerous things about our very existence, do we, do we reject it? Do we, do we abandon this theory at the first even remote sign of an issue? I'd like to think that we wouldn't. Unfortunately, a lot of people do. This is kind of where Flat Earth comes in. Because... We're asking people to take on the measure of trust that the earth is round, but we're also asking people to trust the evidence from centuries of study that the earth is round. Some people who almost, with a knee-jerk kind of system, reject authority, insist that no, it can't be. They insist it must be flat or it must be something else. But they usually can't define what that something else is. And then, of course... They're asking us to trust them with whatever evidence they can produce, which is usually not a lot and usually easily debunked. They might say, I'm going to say, well, don't trust me, trust your senses. 
But what about everyone that's ever flown in a plane and looked out the window? Because you can do that and you can see for yourself the curvature of the earth. Those people, are you going to tell them to trust their senses or because it happens to contradict your flat earth point of view, are you going to tell them not to trust their senses in those circumstances? And every year, millions of people fly. Millions of people will have the same opportunity to see this for themselves. It's not the cheapest way to test the idea of the capture of the Earth. But I can say that I've been up in the air that high on planes in the past. And the Earth didn't seem particularly flat to me. Let's put it that way. Am I going to reject the evidence of my eyes? If you're going to proceed upon the basis that we have to see these things for ourselves, well... A person will know I'm going to trust what I can see, but I'm also going to trust in the work of all those that have come before me who have studied this in far more detail than I ever could. I'm going to trust that the rockets and satellites, even the air balloon flights that have gone up into the sky and seen the earth, are correct. I'm not going to assume they're wrong. There's no default reason to assume they're wrong it's evidence just because it's not evidence that you have personally amassed for whatever reason doesn't mean that you get to reject it out of hand you have to consider it as evidence it doesn't make a lot of sense to say nah i don't understand that yes question things challenge things intelligent people ask questions Intelligent people, however, also listen to the answers. They don't automatically assume that every answer they get is false for whatever reason. I mean, with the flat Earth, someone put it, I did read this, and I can't remember where I read it, which is frustrating me now, that the, the standard of evidence that they will take to accept a flat Earth is very, very low. They hold the idea of a round Earth to a very different standard of evidence, uh, one which they continually change in order to continually deny the Earth is round. They're so desperate to cling to a flat Earth idea that they will apply massively different standards to these arguments, which just tells me they're not interested in what the facts actually are. They cling to this idea because it's it's part of a rejection of the establishment, shall we say, of authority figures, or because it's perhaps edgy and cool to do so, or because they just have this innate distrust of something that they themselves haven't come up with. But the Earth being a sphere, it's kind of one of the essential elements, if you like, of human existence. The bottom line is, we've seen and observed the other planets in our solar system. We have seen and observed the sun. We know these objects are spheres. You can tell me, oh, NASA's faked all the images. I would ask you, why? And can you prove they're fake? And they'll soon avoid that question altogether. Things like gravity and things like tectonic plates, all that kind of stuff can all be explained or can all be put into the equation and the process of what makes planets spheres. 
planetary orbits and all that kind of stuff and all the mechanisms that we've had a chance to study can all be explained through the Earth being a sphere. Or they help explain why the Earth is a sphere. Or a bit of both. It's a working theory. It's a theory which has a lot of evidence to support it. In fact, things like gravity kind of underpin the essential process behind how the sun works. And that model there is one which is perfectly valid and works. It's not something that we can directly test, of course not. We'll never be able to cut the sun in half and peer inside it and see exactly how it works. But every model we've made points to the same conclusion. And that model is based on what we can see and can observe and can understand. Every test, every experiment, every observation all leads to that conclusion. Rejecting it on the grounds of, well, I don't trust authority. Who do you trust then? If you only trust your own eyes, then as I've said, what are you going to say to others? Trust me? You're telling us not to trust you. You're saying trust your own experiences. Well, my experience, my understanding, the experience of anyone that's, as I say, been in the air and flown in a plane, they're all going to reach a conclusion the Earth is a sphere. And rightly so. What are you going to do? You, you told them to, to look at your own experiences. Are you going to say, no, reject that and trust me? Why should we trust you? We're saying don't trust you. It's, it's strange that we can be in the 21st century and people will still cling to ultimately medieval ideas about the, the shape and nature of the earth. Why do people do that even now? I don't understand it. I can't begin to understand it. What possible plausible benefit is there to anyone on this earth to pretend the earth is a sphere if it's not? Who does that help? Why would we go through this effort, this enormously expensive effort as well, I might add, something that would require decades upon decades of, of work and of spending a fortune and a conspiracy that would involve millions upon millions of people? There's no way that would remain buried forever. It would be impossible. It's just, to me, it's, it's one of the biggest absurdities out there, this idea that the Earth is flat, when we've got numerous ways of demonstrating otherwise. And the only way that people can say no to that is to reject the evidence for their own, for lack of a better word, wishy-washy reasons.